Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this After Lodge banter. Welcome to episode 259 of the After Lodge podcast. This is After Lodge Harlan, who has not been down in the hole with worshipless producer Bruce. Why? Like, I just got a break for the first time. You got to bring it up. We're five seconds into the show. I offered and you said no. (sighs) You didn't want me in your hole this time, so... <laughs> That's okay. I'll wait. Here's, well, I mean, here's the problem: do. is like I gotta go six feet down. So if there's another person digging, then the hole has to be wide enough for two people. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so you saying you need help driving pipe into your hole? That's what I'm getting yeah. out of this. Double stuff. You your pipe, buddy. Yes. We got uh, Sir John, who is recently out of costume. How do you do? Yep, I left the cassock and. And uh, Alb off for tonight. We got the bourbon on. I know some of those words. And because uh, we're too lazy to change the video conference password, uh, Brother Chuck is back with us. Hey, you guys tried to lock the door, but you guys forgot the windows. We're bad at we're bad at this IT security thing. Go it's figure. not our lodge. Our lodge doesn't have windows. It's not a thing we yeah. think about. That's true. We, we really don't have any windows. Can, can confirm. It's depressing. <laughs> the number sad. one comment we get from our depressing. Staff, I think it's perfect. What are you talking about? Well, like whenever when we were still doing the breakfast or we do dinners or whatever, it's like the number one piece of feedback from our wives is you guys really should have windows, like in the dining room at least. Like, no, you you don't get it. There's kids that live in this neighborhood, and if we had windows, they'd break them. So we just have a entirely brick rectangle. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's right. our antenna and our parking lot and our garbage cans and it's our a large glorified brick shit house. And our our new uh, our new special hey. treat for the evening is uh, Jeffro's here. Jeffro, we found him. He lives. I do. I'm back. And he's our real senior warden, Bruce. We, we didn't actually elect you. I I nominated you. And, <clears throat> oh, thank uh, God. I won't tell you how it went. Um. Did yeah, Jeff we, beat me in a runoff? <laughs> no, no, no. I was trying to set that up, but everybody said no. We're gonna go with the line. <laughs> the words "Jeff" and "run" in the same sentence make me. I, I I seriously doubt anybody had that tone, but why? Well, yeah, you got me there. No, nobody actually. Uh, nobody screwed up and go? nominated the wrong person this year. So that was uh, wow. that was fun. And it's simpler now because we don't elect every single chair anymore, so that's helpful. Wait, you used to do with what? Yeah, so prior to our bylaws revision that took effect last year, um, we elected every single office in the lodge. Mm -hmm. That's dumber than Sue. What? 
It is, and that's why we changed it. And now it's like everybody else. So we elect the master, warden, secretary, and treasurer. It's 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 old guys, Chuck. They like you know the order and the 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 normality of it. Everybody votes, and everybody moves up one chair. The whole lodge has to show their support for everybody by voting for them. Look, I got old guys in my lodge too, and ain't no one's got the time for that. They didn't have time for that when they were young. Well, which is why, how, Harlan, how long have I been in Lodge? And we just changed it last year. I say we. So, it was mostly Harlan, but me and Harlan and Jeff were the committee, and we fixed yep. it. Our Lodge didn't start that way. Other changes. It, it was made that way, I think, about 10 years after the Lodge was chartered. So oh, I didn't yeah, it was about 10 years old in the in the 80s, and they, they put that in the bylaws that they everybody from the master down to the tiler is, is elected. Oh my God! Oh, absolutely. what made it more difficult? You know, those junior officers tend to be less less Committed. stable. Yeah, right. So they need to be replaced more often than the others. And an elected officer is a giant pain to replace. Yeah, it's, well, there, I mean, there, he, there weren't provisions to easily replace them like there would oh be an, an appointed person. Oh. So now the master can say, you know. Johnny's out because we ain't seen him in six months, and I'm appointing this guy. So we can't do that without a trial. Sure, but we, hope we can just have a, we can just sit a guy pro tem and next year be like, "Hey, I know you were pro tem as junior deacon. You're senior deacon next year, whether you like it or not." We set up a senate model, sort of, so the master can he puts forward what he wants to do with those junior offices, and then if the lodge consents, that's what happens. So yeah, we he announces his slate on election night. The lodge approves it, and then if he wants to remove somebody, he says, "I want to remove this person." The lodge approves yeah. it, and it's yeah. Up here, they're just appointed by the master. Once you get out of the three big chairs, the recorder and or the uh, secretary and the treasurer, everybody's appointed at the will of the master. So the mm-hmm. master- my my lodge actually. So I'm this. I just got elected senior warden. So in my lodge, per our, per our bylaws. I appoint the junior deacon and the junior warden appoints the stewards. Now, obviously we have, obviously we have input with the master because we're not a bunch of freaking twats, but you know, it it, people, because again, like, yeah, I like that approach. Well, the senior deacon is supposed to be like the master's guy for, because of, and then the wardens are going to be, you know, the, 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 not the wardens, the, um, the wardens are just, the stewards are with the the junior warden like a lot, so it's um, and that's really when, I mean, our our marshal, our Tyler are, are usually um, uh, you know that that we don't consider that part of our progressive line, and then so same with the the chaplain, the organist, the historian, and the almoner. Those are all appointed by the master. Huh. Yeah, we have we have uh, that's one of these. You don't have to have it. Uh, same with an organist. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you're up in north, northeastern Pennsylvania. It's extreme, so that doesn't it doesn't surprise me that you guys would have those offices. That's that's a new one on me, though. I mean, our 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 secretary is a historian because he needs more more crap on his plate. <laughs> so um, you hate the man. We he, we he have an office so an organist here, but I don't know of any lodges that actually fill it. Very few do here. Like we, we just recently have a, a a young and new master mason who 
has uh, musical ability. Um, I they don't. still make those? Yeah, we have one in my mother lodge. Oh, you yeah, know, we we have a. I mean, the organ's really nice. I mean, it. I mean, all these lodges near me have these really old, ornate, gorgeous organs that are worth like a t- t- ton of money, and no one knows how to play an organ unless you. Well, ignoring all the penis jokes, and yes, when he was appointed last night, we all made that joke. Yes, me. How can you not? Especially me from the south, and his dad sitting right next to him made it too and laughed at him. (laughs) A grown man, somebody has to. You you can't have a lodge of masons with with a job like that and and not. I would be alarmed if your lodge did not make those cracks. I mean, as I said, when when we elected the. Senior warden, worshipful master, unanimously. I then booed him. We all booed him. <laughs> like boo. <laughs> Interesting tactic. Well, you start them low, so then they just have nowhere to go but up. It, like <laughs> you were elected, build up your self-esteem by like cutting it off at the legs right and early. That's, yeah, it's great. Are we to presume that 2022 is going to be the year of uh, Master No Pants? Um. Ooh. That I sure hope so, because uh, I'm not going through a line again. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, this will be my third attempt. Show. This I'm just my trying fun. to figure out how you would be, be a better year than 21. That's for sure. Don't, oh, don't yeah, say no. that, because everybody said that about 2020. Remember how happy everyone was when last year ended? And how it was the new decade. And What's we coming next, Godzilla? Uh, no, Harlan. I was saying next year is going to suck. <laughs> the year yeah. after is going to be better. Yeah, so, no, I, the, the, I'm trying the third to puzzle out the vaccine that doesn't give everybody weird. Oh, I, I already got my, we'll I already got my, so we'll be good. I've got my installation date picked already. Yeah. How though are you going to be more curmudgeon Yeah, that's a good mm. question. Like, like the past master effect. What's well, it going to do? Does it, does it amplify? How does it work? No, see, it's going to do nothing because I'm already, I, I, I'm, I'm a sitting high. I, I'm a sitting high priest. I'm a past three soldiers master. I'm a past commander. Um, as a high priest, the grand high priest is from my chapter. When I was the grand, when I was the, the commander of my commandery, we went from one grand commander in my commandery sitting as the grand commander to the fourth as grand commander, plus all these other past. So like, I'm just I'm already like I'm gonna go. I'm sitting the chief like my my the original chair my first night. And I'm just gonna go harumph. No, that's going to be my open remarks. Harumph. No, you start drafting. Sorry, John, go ahead. I was saying, no, when you get installed, you need to be wearing Palpatine's robes and sit up. <laughs> I, was, I, was thinking, I was thinking he should start drafting legislation now so that the master doesn't have to wear pants his year. Uh, there, there is a lodge. There are guys who have worn, um, worn kilts uh, at the lodge. Hmm. So yeah, I've seen that a lot. Make sure they're like on the lower levels and not up high because that's. <laughs> I mean, are, are you just going to go full circle and just become this, like, obnoxiously chipper Britishman to because you, you just snapped? <laughs> <laughs> you went so far curmudgeon that you, you turned, into, like, I want turned to into a nice guy. guy. I no, no. like a derby in, like, a morning suit. Good day, no, no, the thing is, my head is going to go so far up my rear end, I'm going to collapse into a black hole. I will officially be the singularity. <laughs> God, my heart looks horrible. I should get that check. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, part, of, part of me just wants to be there to see what happens. 
Oh man. You want to see the, the birth of a star or disturbance <laughs> in the force or whatever it is that's gonna You wouldn't uh, survive the blast, Harlan. That, I would that's what she that. said. <laughs> wouldn't that be what he No, that's that's what she said, and I've never had to find out, so <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> I keep learning. Uh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so, John, why aren't you wearing your dress? <laughs> all, I, all I can think of is the Emperor's new groove. and <laughs> It's a You're harp. a llama? That's a harp, and that's a dress. That's, <laughs> that line keeps coming back into my head. Yeah, what is, honestly, what is the difference between a dress and a robe, John? Uh, the the equipment underneath, I guess. Yeah, huh. same. I mean, so same difference between a right. uh, right. old spice man scrubber. It's uh, yeah. I mean, well, the, so the cassock thing goes way back, like way like proper old, uh, like primitive church back, because you wore androgynous. Clothing essentially, it was very a, a very gender neutral yeah. of clothing as a minister of the people. The genderization of clothing was done to sell more clothes. Yeah, I mean, it's clothing was gender neutral like a hundred years ago. Yeah, no, seeing, uh, that big of an effect on society. <laughs> Women weren't wearing pants until like the nineteen fifties. I wasn't yeah, wearing pants until about five minutes ago. Men weren't wearing what we would think of as you, pants until no. Well, in the, the early 1900s, like little boys used to wear dresses. That's a yeah, thing. Or wee tiny, yeah. There, it was. A, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, do you guys think I'm wearing pants now? I wouldn't prefer not. No, of course not. I just advocated for you to not ever wear pants as a master. There was some guy on our our lodge's Facebook, <laughs> and still on Facebook, that had that. There was a line about. If you have an issue with a man wearing wigs and makeup, rouge and high heels and, and stockings, I've got some really bad news for you about the founding fathers. And <laughs> it, it was awesome. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. It, it, and it's, yeah, like we, the, the genderization of clothing has definitely changed remarkably in, in the past century. It was totally a thing. It happened like in the 40s, I think. Hey, I actually wish we had separate pants to put our pants on because my tuxedo is so tight right now. When I put it on, I lose all feeling below my waist. <laughs> Can't you just... There's a tailor that could take care of that, man. No, because when, I, when I, he took, he, I got it from him, he took all the extra fabric out. Because I can actually... Because I can sew. I, I have a sewing machine. I, I can open it up and take pants. I know how to do this. And I'm feeling, I'm like, there is, I'm looking inside, I'm like, there is nothing left. I'm like, Chuck, you had a lot of extra fabric in your pants, did you? Look, <laughs> I am, I, well done, I, I am an engineer, which means I am primarily a grazing animal. I sit here and I chew my cut all day, consume coffee, and I get swivel chair spread. So. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and Harlan's dying. <laughs> I, I, I make me proud. That was just a beautiful tea up. I mean that. Oh, I grew up so fast. My pleasure <laughs> as always. Oh no, I. 
I get your your distaste for the Taylor. I've always got to deal with mine with his. You know, would you buy this on Amazon? You buy music consignment. You even said so. Maybe. No, that's probably me. Who cares? Just can you fix it or not? Harlan <laughs> <laughs> uh, goes to the pawn shops to find the best pants. Nothing wrong. Hey, hey, you know, you would be amazed at the stuff that people just throw. To consignment stores, like there's. Listen, Matt's talking tuned about it. Everybody knows it. It's accurate. You know, you guys remember when when Jason bought his one and only suit coat? We talked about that on the show. Yes, he still. He has went it. to the consignment store, and for like twenty bucks, he he found the one coat that just fit him perfectly, like a glove. And then I'll be damned if it's not. He pops it open with the Armani label on it. And it's just, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I don't the, I don't the get best buying clothes at consignment shops because when guys my size find clothes, they don't give them up. They wear yeah, them. Yeah, they no, you yeah, you, no, I, Jeff, these were definitely clothes that were like used to belong to somebody who's dead now. Like Jeff. These are, I, these are, these are leftover suits. The best Jeff, fitting suit suit top I ever had was nine dollars, I think I paid for. Yeah. Like Jeff, I, while I've never met you, I've heard you are um Sunblockingly large. Yeah, no, he so, can't. So, so, so you for you to get clothes, you have to go to Barnum and Bailey and get their old tents to get enough, simply to get a fabric. I mean, he's. I don't that joke out. I've seen Jeff in a suit. Department. Yeah, a lot. He doesn't have his camera on, and even if he did, you don't you don't have the right perspective. He's about seven feet tall and like yeah, maybe five feet broad in the shoulders. He's he's a big dude. Like I'm a I'm a proper six foot dad on and like first time I met him I was definitely looking up very easily. Oh my my dad's six four and at one point he was like over three hundred pounds and people would see me and they were like, Would they steam you too much and you shrink? <laughs> yeah, that, you're that's a that, that's your dad. Mm -hmm. Well, I, except I look just like him, so yeah. I literally I'm, look like he just struck me in the wash. I'm six seven, and at one point I topped five hundred pounds. I've I've yeah. lost weight since then, but yeah, he's six seven. He's about four foot across at the shoulder too, so he's not like built like a pair, kids. So he's why built, aren't you chokeslamming like people girl. across the pro wrestling he's circuit? Built like three pairs. Uh, actually, I was training with a small uh, company. Uh, I was just say a small person. My, uh, my back, I've got back issues, and I, I couldn't take them off. As, as someone who's got a trash back, I I feel you, bro. He makes a lot more money following Tony around and just menacingly cracking his knuckles while they're making trade deals with the propane company. <laughs> <laughs> so it it works out. So did he get like eaten by like a hurricane, a gator, or? Tony? Like, yeah, that's a good question. I normally hear from Tony quite frequently, and now that you uh, mentioned it, I haven't heard from him in about a week. It's it's December, guys. He is in his Santa costume. Oh, right. He's in seven this month. Because if he's not Jesse, he's Santa. I thought you can't see Santa this year because that requires you know. You can't miss Tony. I mean, you you can see him. The the, the <coughs> mall Santa that I saw though, there's a chair. Or there's like a bench sitting a few feet in front of them, and they've got the camera specifically angled where it looks like the kids are still sitting in his lap when they take the pictures. Hmm. And to be fair, Tony's built like Jeff, just a little bit shorter too. So, mm. Mm. 
anyway. Awkward silence. <laughs> we were talking about awesome things before the show started, and then we started. Well, we were actually talking about the story, too. I was talking about the Scottish right. Let's not get the cart before the horse. You here. say this like it's not I the mean, same thing we do every week. to Tony. Hey, we can talk about the Scottish right. I mean, I'm in it, though you guys like to, oh. you know. We've got a uh, another one of those uh, Zoom Lodge of Perfection meetings tomorrow. So somebody shoot me a, a Slack message and make sure you're not drinking. Remind me not to uh, pour on the bourbon like I'm sitting here talking to you guys. Oh, I. Oh yeah, no. As I said, uh, I, well, that's like when I was on that that kind of like that invite chat with uh, the Grand Commander Cole. Um, it was a Facebook thing. It was like. Th- 30 guys got the invite. You just had to ping them and whoever got there first, or I don't know how they picked it out. Yep. But I'm standing here at my standing at my desk with my cassock on because I got my collar because I was just got out of another meeting. And I'm sitting there and I'm asking them questions. I'm able to engage with them. And I'm not, I, I'm totally forgetting what my door says here, which if you're unfamiliar, that's the 33rd mark, which I am not. I just like the order from chaos thing. Yeah. So I just having the conversation. I wheel around to we shot the cameras. Are <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, I uh, was supposed to be in one of those uh, right now as it happens. So, you, and you were supposed to be in the meeting right before the one I was in actually. Yeah. I, I think they're just going to stop inviting me because I just, not that I don't want to, I, I just, it, it never seems to work out. Um, well, you're gonna like this, Harlan, because I'm, I'm my next chapter meeting. I'm actually gonna do a talk on you know the the planets aligning. Because uh, didn't you just make fun of my TO Lodge for being excited about that like uh, just a show ago? Well, right, but I thought it was because you guys were do some TO like jacking off to a thing. No, we're gonna have somebody <laughs> talk about the the astronom what astronomy. Yeah, but with the with the AL at the anyway astronomical, astronomical. fascinations about it, like like that, not not in a Masonic sense, but in a very we're gonna learn something sense. Astronomical, as in yes. John can drink an astronomical amount of liquor. Accurate and grammatically correct. And by so, the way, I don't, I don't get the, I don't get grammatically correct too often. Is the definition there though that? John drinks enough that it has to be measured in in astronomical terms, or is it that he drinks as much as an astronomer? I could no, no. I could drink three uh, or two of bourbon. I don't know if he can out drink as an astronomer. I've known some. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've known a couple, and I can out drink them, but I know damn well I can't out smoke them. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, you gotta start engaging in those those Einstein esque thought experiments. It it requires some artificial assistance. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. The philosophy of physics guys. Um, when when you start talking to them, you're like, oh, I didn't realize that I was supposed to drop acid before I talked to you today. <laughs> so, so when you start talking about right information in not in the IT sense, but in the physics sense, <laughs> uh, oh, oh. Oh, stop. <laughs> yeah, the greatest stoner I ever knew in college. He was a great guy and the smartest guy I ever met. 
double majored in astrophysics and computer science. Hey, man. Einstein gave us the theory of relativity puffing on that pipe. Nobody ever talks about what was in the pipe. I'm not one to judge. I have neither the uh, education nor the hair. Yeah. So, I mean, genius and crazy are... They're kind There's of... A fine line. Yeah. I don't know that there is a line. I think it's... Genius is like... It's like art and obscenity. I don't know and trash. I don't. I I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. <laughs> it's pornography in the law is the the classic. It's like the sliding whistle of psychiatry. It's just kind of somewhere in there at one end or the other. You just kind. Of... Yeah, that's. Who knows? Although there's a. I don't know how he would how he would relate today with all of that uh, quantum nonsense that he wanted to dismiss has taken over the world. And well, I mean, you're doing it all wrong, dude. I, I, there were articles published on the hundredth year of his, you know, not relativity was his actual thing. He got the Nobel prize for was, uh, and it was talking like really prominent people were writing like chemistry textbooks and had giant, like, 20 page rants about how atoms don't exist they're just including the theory for completeness because there are only four elements <sighs> well I just took a big old dump on this conversation <laughs> cheers gents <laughs> oh I was man, hold I was, on no pants you strike again muted. I was I, I had this whole big retort and nobody heard it um no, I lost it. Oh well, something about. Uh, you I was going to call it IT like seasoned individual here. Keep I can't work a microphone, man. Uh, this is the story of my life, dude. I, I've had, had, and I had a, a bond revocation hearing. It was an IT guy. Couldn't I had a bond revocation hearing on Monday, and I got halfway through my closing argument before the judge decided to tell me nobody can hear me. And it's <laughs> that dumb. That's a fucking suck. Oh, that'll slow you up a little bit. Well, well the good news did... is I got to I got to practice it once and then do it again. <laughs> you know, this guy didn't want to go to the electric chair, but Harlan couldn't figure out how to work his fucking microphone. <laughs> Harlan, you're not supposed to be screaming back in, in court. Uh, well, it's this. Uh, I've got this 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 blue Yeti, and it's got the the mute button. And it doesn't always activate you, when you press it, so you have to look at it and see if the light's blinking or not. That's a, that's why I just did the snowball. It's just a sphere. There's no buttons. You can you. I I bought something that even I can't f- up. I'm on my iPhone <sighs> with headphones that plug into it. Yeah, I used to do the well, iPad. I, to do it I like this thing because, as you can tell, it serves multiple purposes. Yeah, it's, it's that is definitely your obelisk, Harlan. What does this yes. mean? Well, so I can use it as a microphone or also mm-hmm. as a paperweight or also for uh, personal right. entertainment purposes. <laughs> Working on his gag reflex. Oh, I'm so proud like of snake. kicking that ball around. Okay. Yeah, no, those make more sense. I was uh, just wanting him to describe to the people at home who aren't watching us on video. Yeah. It's it like, very it looks round, like a giant ball. shaped microphone. Yes, he's 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 holding up a phallic microphone and explaining how he likes to smile like a donut. 
Did you yeah. notice as he was holding it up, he was coddling the balls? Is that a reception otherwise thing? Otherwise, it'll topple. No, ah. it's, well, yeah, I mean, it's top-heavy, of course. Yeah. it's uh, Unfortunately, it only came in black. I couldn't get gold. So. Does it play with the bell end a little bit while you're getting the white ones The fact that it's not sparkly upsets me, Harlan. I, I wanted to. John had John's the only one who's had the golden excellence in broadcasting microphone here here on the yeah. Afterwatch podcast. Once you guys said I was gonna be on as a regular, I'm like, I need a really obnoxious microphone. And that was the one that was the one that was in my budget. Uh, and I, I can't play my city is gone anymore because we're on because uh, we're on Stitcher now and they actually screen our feed and I get nasty grams and we use copyrighted material. So, dude, I uploaded the uh, Christmas observance yesterday to our Facebook page for the commandery, and it had a fit because there's four hymns in there, and three of them are pentatonics, and the other one's BYU men's choir. Yep. And it just had a cow. I'm like, I'm not making a profit off of this. Well, the technically, al- that doesn't matter. The so. algorithm doesn't matter, doesn't care. Yeah. The, well, yeah, all like five here. minutes of it, John was wearing a white dress. It was pretty great. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's really why it kicked you out, John. It didn't didn't care about the copyrights in your case. <laughs> I would say I'd put it on right now just to prove a point, but as I have had one bourbon and now one beer, putting that on seems like a really sketchy idea from a spiritual standpoint. That's a that's or, a bad mix, John. Oh, Liquor before beer is is the that's the okay thing Liquor, to do, right? No, beer before I, liquor, I never sicker. Yeah, that beer before beer, you're I, I beer. you can put both of them into the same glass. Yeah, that's the yeah. Well, the, some of us aren't as tough as you, John. <laughs> so the, the the liquor before beer myth, whatever. What happens is you go and you start drinking beers, and then it's not catching up with you. You're like, well, I still feel great. Let's do shots, and then you start doing shots. Well, about that time, that's when the beer starts catching traction. So now you're drunk from the beer, and now the liquor starts kicking in. That's why that's that whole stupid math that adage is completely erroneous. I've only ever had the two in the same evening and when John I have a mug of beer. Far and away, most professional drunk among us so is, is the one. To you're not wrong, about. Bruce. <laughs> Harlan you used to run around with bikers. Like you should have been like doing like. No. Shots of like really rot gut stuff, drinking bohemian style beer. Ah, uh, so there not were doing, not doing shots of, makers. There were shots of cheap liquor with those guys. That was that was a routine thing. Ooh, was it Rumplemints? Oh man, I miss Rumplemints. I haven't had that in twenty years. Oh, there's a reason. It's awful. No, nope. oh. it, it was. No, next time you're in town, we're totally splitting a bottle of that. No, no. Next time I'm in town, we'll I'll teach you a shot that's made with rumplemints. Really? You'll love me. Is that the uh, the peppermint patty? No, 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 no. It's it's rumplemints, Jägermeister, and Goldschlager. No, no. It tastes like a stick of big red gum. I'm not making it up. I swear to God. Huh. But the name of the shot, because it's three German liquors, is called the Third Reich. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I will try it. And I will hate you in the morning. 
but I am not on board with the Third Reich yet. Have a couple with me at two o'clock in the morning. Uh, we'll wait. Give Bruce a few of those judgments. Might be all on with the. Third. I will sample the Third Reich, and I will let you know my opinion. Harlan, enjoy editing that out. <laughs> my two my two drinks of choice in college, not grad school, undergrad, uh, were the Third Reich and the Irish car bomb. Harlan. Hmm. And usually, like an alternating succession. There was a three wise men when I was in college. Is that well? Wait, how do you do it? Like three separate shots, or you just blend them all together? And... You blend them. It's Jack, Jimmy, and John all blended together, and you uh, you slam it. Y'all had a better time in college than uh, I did. Yeah, our our drink of choice, whatever's in the fridge. No, Jeffro, you add Jose Cuervo is what makes it the four horsemen. No, that's yes. that's when the four horsemen go to Mexico. Mm. The the four horsemen is the four is the four whiskeys. Jack, okay. Jimmy, Johnny, and uh Jameson. Uh yeah, if you add in Jose, that's four horse four horsemen go to Mexico. You add in Jaeger, the four horsemen go to Germany. Uh you set it on you add a little bit of Everclear, set it on fire, the four horsemen go to hell. My first time having it, I had to explain to the bartender what it is. It's intended to be done as four different shots, the way I always understood it. He mixed them together in a highball, set them down, and did the sign of the cross. What? That's blasphemy. And then, well, the, yeah. the, the bad part is, is I still took it down in one shot. He turned around and opened somebody, open a beer for somebody. Turned around. So, Jeff, what do you think of that? Holy shit! Like he, <laughs> he could not believe it was gone. Yeah, I mean, when I was bartending in undergrad and grad school, you know, Fleming Doctor Peppers were always great because the guy would always set the bar on fire. Or, uh, or he wouldn't blow the shot out, and he would try to drink it and do something dumb. Oh God! You can well, you can drink the shot without blowing it out. It's not that hard. Look, <laughs> it is man. if you have facial hair. Again, again, yeah. I'm a and bit again, of a guys, pro, but I, I am from Pittsburgh, so we actually had, um, you know, this was an actual city where I was tending bar, and I I, I would tend like. A weekday at lunch hour because I didn't have class and I didn't feel like being in the lab. And old guys would come in, they'd get their glass of buttermilk, they'd get their double highball of rumple mints, then they'd eat a pick a pickled piece from, from a jar, some pickled eggs, and some freaking red hot sausages from the jar. And they would just eat the pick the, the, the jar of pig's feet just on the counter with tongs, and they would just, like pour hot sauce and mustard on it. And just pick it up and just slurp it down. It was the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. Ben Franklin's legacy is is alive and well. Wrong side of the state. Overwhelming. Oh, right now. <laughs> Wait, that's the same thing. I'm physically ill just thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying not to, and I can't get it out of my head. I'm gonna puke. Yeah, it was uh, it was something like. And it's just at the Irish saying we can't cook. There was no cooking involved. This is pickled, like, and I'm talking like old school pickle, just like, well, yeah, <laughs> like, fine. like we would put the lid on to keep the bugs out, not to keep like disease out of it. <laughs> there was so much acid in there; there wasn't going to be any disease anyway. Well, again, if uh. you have to, if you have to chug a pint of buttermilk to even like to then drink your rumple mitts. You're already. Oh God! Oh, yeah. yeah, they would start with the buttermilk, a whole pint glass. 
Because it would be, is it is buttermilk basic or acidic? I'm trying to remember. It's basic. No, this is for their ulcer. Yeah, so they coat everything and then, yeah. ah. Yeah. That ain't right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I don't know if this works. I mean, buttermilk is great for pancakes. And the the ulcer was made by drinking Rumplemans in the first place. They should have <laughs> just stopped that. Yes. Oh, yeah, these old retired mill workers, some of these guys would get on the bus to come. To come. I, and, and, you know, it's like you're, they're coming to a, a college campus. I'm like, there ain't no girls here at lunchtime, dude. Um, because they don't come out until night. And because there's a bunch of creepy old farts in the bar yeah. eating pickle bits meat and drinking rum bits with buttermilk. Uh, you got to be like a bunch of guys. Like, yeah, they got to get it done during the day so they can go to lodge it now. <laughs> 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 Hell, actually, I had physics in the old Masonic Temple in Pittsburgh. I, we, call, I we, we, we called it the Masonic Temple of Doom because <laughs> this this is before I knew what physics what, what masonry was, and we had to go to the Masonic Temple on Pitt's campus to take physics one, two, and three. The temples on Pitt's campus? Well, now it's a Pitt building. It's called Alumni Hall. They they oh, sold really? it in the they sold in the late nineties and moved out of the city. But yeah, the old Pittsburgh Masonic Temple is a historic landmark. It's beautiful inside. Scottish Rite um, uh, room is in there, and it's gigantic. And hmm. but the elevators were like, you know, putting a guy in a wheelchair in there. He's go the only guy going up in that elevator. Put it that way. Hmm. And the building was like it's like seven or eight stories tall. If you guys, you know, you guys can Google it and see what it's like. It's, it's big. At least they didn't turn it into a dorm. So no, no, no. The, the temple uh, in Indiana that uh, some couple bought and turned into a house. Like they live in this serious giant Masonic temple. Yeah. No, they did that to the shrine, the old Syria mosque, which is where my mom saw the Beatles when they did their first invasion tour. It's now a parking lot. Oh, God, Lord. Well, I know like one of our big buildings in Minnesota. I'd, I'd be hard pressed to think we ever had a Grand Lodge building, um, other than now, like in the current era. But we have a uh, in downtown Minneapolis. There's a big six-story building that I can't remember what lodges were in there. A bunch of York right Scottish red bodies that were in there, but then it became the uh, headquarters for the Aveda Institute. Hmm. Weird. No, most what? of the. Most of the lodges around me that get sold nowadays that aren't like the, these gigantic buildings, like the smaller lodges, end up getting turned into like synagogues or mosques or churches. Well, kind of make, it fits the physical layout. Well, yeah, guys are like, well, we could sell our building. I'm like, to who? A law office. <laughs> Does a law office need an entire catering capability kitchen? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Harlan would love one in his law office. <laughs> I would. Oh, like, yeah, yeah you're, they you're right. My my because, other lodge sold just, our sold just, our uh, building to the Islamic community, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's that's what they're doing with it. it's making. Actually, mosque. just think, Harlan. You have your you have your uh, your sticker on your car for all your carpentry, and you got your law office that says every new case comes with a side of prime rib. <laughs> <laughs> or or you get a discount from my catering business. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
but not on Tuesdays because that's that's when I'm painting furniture. So right. but then you can do fish fries on Friday for the rest of us Christian folks. <laughs> and, you know, get the money out. That was awkward. Oh right, no, I was thinking of of he was he, yeah he around, around Lent time. It's a, it's the thing in my world is is Lent is like a year round affair, John. You give up something. Well, you, give up, you give up something for your entire. You, oh, you're married. That's sex. Yeah. <laughs> See, the thing you don't know is. Yeah. I'm, div I'm divorced, so I'm actually in a worse boat than you are. Well, I'll tell you what, when I started the. Uh, now the AJC doesn't. You, that's not a thing with us, obviously, because he can be married to me, a priest, but. I remember one of my buddies saying, you know, oh, if you're a priest, don't you have to be celibate? I'm like, I've been late in like six months. What's the difference? <laughs> I'll have you know, I told myself I was pretty last night. Nice. I don't bother. I just go right to the chloroform of myself. How did you <laughs> respond to yourself? I actually call myself a liar because I'm like, you don't think I'm pretty. You haven't drank that. You haven't drank that much yet. Shut up, me. You have a lot more to drink before I hear before we hear you ugly freaking human being. You just turn the lights off. No, I'm junk. You're junk. Wait, what? Alright, screw it, I'm going to bed. You got so drunk you just went to bed. I'm tired. Oh plastic. Not tonight, Harlan. I'm too tired. <laughs> will you Chuck, 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 will you respect yourself in the morning? I don't respect myself now. <laughs> That's a uh, good, healthy self-care. Uh, uh, we started working from home, and all of a sudden, my, my office mate can't keep his hands off of me. <laughs> it's really awkward for the first minute, and then it's fine. I mean, you just got to make sure the camera's off. Yeah, until you forget. <clears throat> Was that CNN where that happened? <laughs> and then John gets called because you know HR. Yeah, that's my job is to fire people who do that. How many how many instances of that have you had since the pandemic started, John? Yes. As far as I know, none. Yeah. Oh. To be fair, none that I've seen. If you have to preface it with that, then I feel like that means at least one. Yeah, but keep in mind, there's like literally like 200 people that do the job that I do for the company that I work for. So, look, if, if you ever get like safety a, in numbers, a, we have to go through like two hours of social harassment training in my state, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And some of the. Have you ever considered that that might just be you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I got the email for that social harassment. Yeah, yeah, no, you. I'm Honest question. <laughs> I, I wish I could say I wish I could say yes, but I can't. And some of these examples they give, it's like, don't have a performance review at a strip club. I'm like, what? I was like, that means someone That's has the done that. For it. The eighties, man. The eighties. Some of these these examples, I'm like, they're all from the eighties. Well, I mean, the eighties were full of coke, so. That's. Like when you hear stories about business actually happening at a strip club, it, they're talking about the eighties. It was or, or or the old world's oldest profession. You know what though, business or, guy, or, or a law firm. I I can't speak to that. 
I, I'm not, I'm not casting stones. I'm just saying there's a couple of rocks. Harlan, how many clients have you had to meet at a strip club? Cause that's their place of employment. Oh, okay. I, that's where I was going to go is like, uh, are you talking like for a business deal or because my client works there? hundred percent. Sure. Both. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, it's strippers are entitled to, uh, to a, a good defense as well. That's, and you're the hardest working lawyer for it, aren't you? It's, it depends. <laughs> Listen, I, I, as a former employment law investigator for my state and now for a different company, I mean, I, I, we're here to help. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, send, I'll send you the referrals, John. It's, uh... <laughs> you're your backup doing what? Yeah, I... I I, I do have that reaction more often than I would like. like really? It's, it's not been a year yet. <laughs> That's the one downfall of my job is I have no poker face. So even when I'm interviewing people, every once in a while I go, <laughs> okay. then what happened? Well, so Thankfully, the thing about being sequestered in the office and, and that whole attorney-client privilege thing is I get to be the trusted advisor, so I don't I don't have to be I don't have to have a poker face like that, that my job is to to be straight with you so when I tell you what percentage of your clients you just flat out laugh in their face when they talk to you uh that's a small percentage uh, there's there's a couple I can think of in particular he's that still have, trying to drum up business that have called that have called me and and I, I get the the call from the jail and as soon as I figure out who it is I, I'm still laughing when the transfer happens because you know, it tells you who's calling and then, and then you got to wait for the connection to be made. Cause you go through a different bridge and, and I'm still laughing at them. Like when, when the phone picks up, I'm like, you dummy. Like, I know. And, then, and how many of them are brothers? None uh, brothers. Kids on the other hand is a, uh, that's a niche of mine. Well, <laughs> that's, oh. yeah, that's, I mean, you know, your kid gets in trouble. It's like, I know a guy. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that started like, that's no joke. A substantial part of my, my criminal defense. Out Harlan knows a lot is, of guys. Is uh, one, one, one brother's kid got in trouble and, and I, I took care of it and then word got around. And now like, if you're a Mason in the area and your kid's in trouble, I'm the you're guy the, you call. You're the Masonic lawyer fixer. I guess I, I it, it's weird how niches happen in, in, I guess like other people, professionals that work with clients run into this too, where it's just, you can well, never predict how it's going to end up. And then that, that's just how it happened. Like I, well, I've just I, carved out a niche. On the plus side is you can count on a brother paying for his kid to get out of being stupid no. to pay your bill. Just <laughs> like they always pay their dues. Wow. That yeah. was there was no, there was no gap in response no. on that one, Harlan. That's he didn't. He didn't let me finish the punchline. Mm-hmm. There's, there's one, one, one no. gentleman in particular. His uh, son was was facing a a ten year trafficking with a <coughs> and I walked him in the end a year and a half later with a twenty five dollar fine for possession, and everything else dismissed. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Apparently, you're a really good lawyer. I'm I'm very bitter about that one in particular because I, I take the money up front. Shooting that, 
is why I'm also not an attorney. Well, I, I take the money up front, <laughs> except, you know, this was this was one of the early on times when I was dealing with a brother, and I had John's opinion of, well, you could count on a brother to, to settle his bill. And, and not my, that, yeah. was my opinion. that was not no, my opinion. That was not my opinion. Well, that was me being a smartass. I blew that one big time. And so now, now I'll take, sometimes I'll take after the fact payment, never from a Mason. They pay up front. Yeah, ask him. So how far in the rears are you on your dues? <laughs> you can look him up in the database. Oh, as a secretary, he already knows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go, hold he on while I know your where they live, all of their phone numbers. and then yeah. You don't pay your dues till December 31st every year. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, it's... That, that one case in particular is the one that sticks with me just because of how extreme the example is. Because criminal cases don't often resolve at that like television level where you were you were looking at ten plus years and your your lawyer walks you with a twenty five dollar fine. That's like Matlock level stuff. It is, and it happens. But I can I can count on one hand the number of cases that have ended like that. Most of them don't go like that. So that one really sticks with me. Those are normally the clients who are like writing out the checkbook and. And you know, telling all their friends about you because you're you're the greatest lawyer ever. Um, th- those aren't the ones you expect to not pay you. It's the ones that you lose, and they're off in prison making big rocks into little rocks. You're like, well, I should have got the money up front. Well, I'm sure the two cents an hour they make in prison will eventually someday yeah. pay off your bill when the Harlan sun goes dark. Needs the money. He's just disappointed. <laughs> He needs the money. Just oh, oh, Harlan, I have a question. Have you actually called an exorcist yet for your house's possessions of all those plagues that keep coming to it? No, we, we've just stopped inviting Tony to Jewish politics. And it, uh, it's it's itself. I mean, seriously, like ancient Egypt suddenly got dropped into your brick home. Uh, no joke. This weekend I was watching... It's because I had Pharaoh over for Pesach. <laughs> <laughs> I literally watched The Exorcist this weekend, and I simply thought of you. Uh, no, he's got his pet snake now that takes care of all the problems. Uh, I've got several. Okay, they, um, they, they, a whole yeah. plague, you could say. Yeah. <laughs> well, these were these were babies. I haven't found mom yet, although I I do have a a heart stopping fear that I've always had of toilet snakes. And so the habit I developed as a child of always checking in and around the bowl before you use it has served me well in this house. There's only two places I've ever heard of the toilet snake problem. One, Louisiana, because I heard it from my kin. And two, and uh, we've got a brother listening from there right now, I would imagine a snake problem out of the toilets in Australia has got to be a thing. Because I know spiders occasionally pop up out of them shits. Well, yeah, I mean, snakes are an important part of the Australian sewer system. Like, that's the snakes keep the other critters from clogging up the pipes. It's There's places where they, they there are pipes, it. it's just snake. Yeah. <laughs> I can confirm. Really angry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, the uh, Australian pipe fitters, when they, they dig the hole because there's, there's been a snap in some line, they just find the nearest snake and stretch it over the pipe and bury it back together. <laughs> you joke. Uh, they, uh, they have a, a a zoo in Sydney, Australia, where it's this is all the animals from their native to Australia. World's most venomous 
world's deadliest, world's largest bug of this type of bug, world's this largest type of bug, the bird-eating freaking spider. Which is why I'm never going to <laughs> and the if you, and if you look at, and Turns if you out pterodactyls aren't really extinct. We've got them in Australia. So like, <laughs> if you it... look at this class thing, this is a baby Godzilla. What do you feed it? Whatever it wants. <laughs> <laughs> the last zookeeper last week. <laughs> Well, isn't the cassowary bird from down there, which is like the most dangerous bird on the planet? Yeah, like, yeah, and, but, and it literally looks like something that should be in like since dinosaurs really had feathers, this looks like something it should be. Yeah, like it's an actual raptor. It's an actual velociraptor. It's got a claw on its foot. I'm like, so what you do is you take an emu and then you pluck it. You put a trumpet or a, a road cone on its head. Give it two small hands to hold the in. <laughs> And that's pretty much what you got. And, and meanwhile, the, the Casper is simply remembering, it's like, you know, 65 million years ago, I used to be a T-Rex. This is bullshit. <laughs> Brother Gareth in the YouTube chat says he's not seeing the problem. Yeah, see, I, I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. to me, like, it sounds like Australia is just like this giant island of highly evolved creatures. Why are humans even living on it? When we're the lowest species on the continent, there was Irish and the British shipped us there. Kiss my ass. Yeah. I don't know why we got there. I just want to know why we're still there. Because well, because we found out the Aborigines were there, and then we couldn't like just leave it to them. Well, yeah, because somebody showed up and stuck a Union Jack in the ground and said, "I claim this name and or this country in the name of the crown." And right before an ostrich bit his face off. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was going to say that the, the animals weren't very evolved then. They had to throw prisoners on there for a couple hundred years and then they they stepped it up. <laughs> well, the Irish are tasty. <laughs> a, well, yeah, it's a it's beer basted sapien. Why, why not? Oh, yeah. And, and we explode like forks in a microwave. He put us in the sun. Oh yeah, absolutely. We show up pre-cooked and we're just already marinating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh that's anyway. <laughs> Which begs the question of why we why, Don't eat why the show has a uh, following in Australia when nobody on this show could could survive the weekend <laughs> in a luxury resort in Australia. I was there for two months. Uh, yeah. go, I would happily go there for a vacation. I think it'd be a blast. It's Sydney. Sydney is fan. I would go back to Sydney heartbeat. I mean, the, the flight sucks. Um, you're getting me back to Brazil over my dead body. <laughs> I've heard that mm. from somebody who did time in Brazil and Colombia for research purposes. Yeah, I was done for research too. <laughs> But not, yeah. but not quotation research, just actual I, research. I researched cocaine for several years. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, what exactly were you doing down there? Yeah, when it's, when it's research purposes and you enlisted into the service as soon as you graduated high school, mm. research purposes. <laughs> I try. Well, you know what they don't have in the outback? Running water. Bears. Air conditioning. Food. Automatic boomerangs. They don't have moose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I shared that with with uh, a Bruce, the video of kind of like putting your 
perspective how big moose actually are. But they are you think. But moose is delicious. I've been told it's very dry. I've actually not had moose. I've had bear, which is really greasy. Moose is good. Caribou and reindeer are better. Elk's got to be better than that. No, I went to a we. Uh, I went to a lodge up in Canada um, one summer, and they took a moose, stuffed it with a pig, stuffed it with a turkey, stuffed it with a chicken, and roasted the whole thing. That's it's glorious. Moose piggin. I, it, there's like a turducken like language crash waiting waiting to happen there. I, I, yeah. yeah, they were north of Toronto, it but it was delicious. You guys are going to be in Australia, and nature's going to pay you back when they <laughs> they take yeah. a Russian and stuff it with a Brit, stuffed with an Irishman. <laughs> stuff with... Hey, Harland, I've seen that movie. <laughs> you thinking of the caterpillar, aren't you? Stuffing a brick the hard way, uh, and that's how you recognize fellow broken people. Hmm. Right. <laughs> I, I can't. We we need to develop more of a following in Russia. That's uh that's a yeah, no. I no think, we don't. When I think of a cradle of masonry. <laughs> oh yeah. I think the Soviet bloc. I'm <laughs> like, what next? Uh, Iran? Why not? There, there is masonry mentioned sometimes in their history. It's, it's so it's so in yeah, but their history in Russia is insane. Like, if you ever read like Russian Masonic history, it's like for two years they're in good favor. For ten years they're being executed. And then five years later, they're back in good graces with the same king or queen. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about like what I've read. It's, uh, there's still a lot of conspiracy stuff about the uh, about the Soviet rebellion and that that was orchestrated by the Masons and it backfired. Well, yeah, that whole lovely book that came out of the uh, Taxel hoax that made its way into Russia and then made its way back into Germany and inspired a failed Austrian. I feel Austrian, a freaking artist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that. Wait. You called it a hoax? No, the Taxel Harlos. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Harlan. That wasn't accurate. That's why I joined. Yeah. It was. The, the recruiters on the street corner were passing those out in little pamphlets. Son of a bitch. I knew I should have called the Scientologist. Yeah. It was, in fact. It was a... No, was Harlan, a, those were the Jews for Jesus. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay, so we're just going to... You're in western Pennsylvania. Those people come into town all the time. You're just going to push my buttons now. I see how it is. Uh, it just kills me that it's actually a thing. I just, it, me too, John. Me too. <laughs> I, just, I no. The first time that I talked to them, like you know, I was going between classes and they were talking to people, and I was like, "Wait, you're a what?" And they explained it to me, and I was just like, and then blood like came out my nose. And I woke up three days later back in my room because <laughs> <laughs> my my brain just shut down. <laughs> I mean, this is it was like a flashback. 
This is coming from somebody who has like legit Scientologist colleagues that that I can just kind of shrug and, and and go on about life. But the messies, it's it's just my button. My brain. Yeah, I, wonder, I wonder why Harlan. It's insidious. It's it's retarded. It is. It is. It is. It is pants on head stupidity. Is what it is. Okay. See now you're now you're like rubbing my belly. I like it. I, I'm a believer in Jesus. No, you're a primitive Christian, pre Nicene Creed. That's it. Guess Look, what? I no, can do something, but it's I, not I, even I, like that because they're not the Messianic. They they're just Baptists. Like bad it, Baptists sponsored by the the Baptist Convention. Like they started this whole thing. In an effort to evangelize the Jews, because we're holding up the revelatory show. Oh, and, and or Jews, and then they they do this whole thing about, well, we we just follow the words of of, of the scripture and not the stuff that was made up by the rabbis. And then you look at them, and all the stuff that they choose to do, like wearing a kippah and a talit and doing Hanukkah and all this other stuff. That's the stuff that's made up by the rabbis and the stuff that's in the Bible, like the Sabbath and Kashrut and the oneness of God. That's the stuff they blow off. It's like, what? <laughs> so, so look, stuff look is, yeah, you, yeah, you uh, th- there is a universal truth. I'm working on it. <laughs> ah, we're so, back. We're so back. As I, said, as I said, Harlan. There's one yeah, universal truth. John's drunk. I hate everyone, and people are stupid. Yes. Yes. How come when we go back live, everybody leaves? Well, that's they, they got because they, they're pulling it like the uh, traveling Templar did on us last week. Barry, <laughs> if you're listening, it's like, oh, great, we're off the air. Where's Barry? Click. <laughs> Gone. Uh, it was like it was like watching Josh when the gavel drops. <laughs> I didn't even see him disconnect. Smoke outline and his shape. There's, yeah, there's the the visual like phasing where the photons are still dissipating from where he was there. Uh, oh wait, they're they're both actually gone. I get that reference, Harlan. Oh no, you're back. Okay. No, I think I go on mute mute for whatever they're doing. Don't think I've ever seen you run before, brother. I'm uh Yeah, well there's a handful of things I'll run for. Bears. Is there a beer upstairs? No, my beer fridge is in the garage, which is not attached, so I don't like sprint even farther to grab a beer. I don't see any snow on you. Really? What? We have like one month. It snowed here. That's not right. See? Yeah, we have like a, a kind of a decent one a month ago, but it all melted off. It's brown outside. So it's who's ice fishing? It's brown outside. Yeah. I'm used to being white. It's like all like John John's never seen winter foliage before. <laughs> But it's still cold enough to fish on some of the lakes way up north. Oh, you gotta. There you go. Don't Wayne. Because the idea of ice fishing is not 
cohesive with my, you know, like self survival skills. Because it's cold and you're out on the lake. I don't, I don't get no. like why, John. You know, you can do regular fishing. It's like ice fishing, but without the ice. I fish during like like when it's not holy. Oh my god, my face hurts cold out. I like I I fish. I throw. Wine into like water. Like so water. if you can do that, why would you add ice to the equation? I don't know. I do ice fish because I'm not insane. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought you were advocating for it. No, Sorry. I misunderstood. No, you people do that. Like in, people do that in Alaska because they have to because otherwise they you know they starve. I feel like there's a lot of people in John State that do it. No, they do it recreationally in John State. They buy like <laughs> special vehicles that. Uh, there was a whole whatever that Science Happens. Channel show is about cool oh, machines. Oh. About these like ice fishing RVs with like tracks on them that have you see, you seen grumpy old men that yes. the whole, those giant freaking like buildings they drag out on the ocean and uh, yeah. out, on the, out on the lake area people live in accurate, like, they, accurate. I I've gone ice fishing one of those things like you're not cold you're literally you put boots on you're in your boxers fish through the hole yeah it's you're dropping an RV onto the lake that's got holes in the bottom of it of the of the structure and then you auger your hole out for ice fishing into, but you're hanging out like this because they're heated. Heat rises and doesn't melt the ice. And the ice is like a foot and a half thick. Yeah. You're just yeah. imagine I would ever drive an RV onto a frozen lake. I don't care how many scientists told me so, it was okay. That's how they dump the snow in Buffalo. They drive it out in dump trucks and just dump it. <laughs> that's there how was they get- a that thing I was watching with the with the RV tracks was it was it was cool. I just couldn't understand why somebody would want to do that. Like they they made it out of the right kind of composite materials, and it was spread out on the tracks so that there was only like a pound per square inch on the ice, and it's this like giant monstrosity that has a built-in auger, so it like comes down between the tracks and cuts your hole for you. And then you you pop open the hatch to fish out of, and it's very interesting. The bathroom and a shower and a full kitchen. Lord, rolls across the the person who does that just does it because they can. Yeah, Yeah, well, because you you've got six figures to drop on an ice fishing RV that (laughs) it has tracks. It can't kill anywhere else. It's an ice fishing fortress. Yeah, and they they sell a ton of them. Apparently, like there's a whole company that got very wealthy building these things. I could see that, especially like up here if you got guys that have the money, because we got a big lake up here called Malax, which is pretty decent sized. It's not like it's not like one of the Great Lakes. I thought your state has lots of lakes. That was the point. Sure. Yeah, like Paul Bunyan yeah. jogging and yeah, we, yeah. We have one specific that I'm referring to. You engineer, God, I hate you. <laughs> but you go up there and you can rent an ice house for like a weekend or whatever. But it's like. It's like a six-person ice house, meaning six people can sleep in the ice house all weekend. And on this lake, you can sit up there and fish and drink. You can order pizza, and they'll bring it in by snowmobile from the neighboring towns because they know where their butters, uh, their bread's buttered. You can literally get like pizza deliveries and beer deliveries on the ice. So, my hey, my sounds... Uber Eats guy just showed up on the snowmobile. So what you're saying is that Luke Skywalker and Hoth was a pussy. Yeah, no, he yeah he needed a he needed a. I don't think he could get pizza delivered there. No, he still needed okay. his balls. Look, are, are you telling me that if we can freaking Uber Taunt Eats now pizza. that we they can't hot <laughs> hot pizza that that might be delicious. Actually. 
you want to try? I, I want to. I want to. I want to know what that tastes like. You, you tell me you have interstellar flight and a laser sword, but you don't have a ration that'll fit in your pocket or like a sleeping bag. Or matches. Or pizza delivery. <laughs> like I find that believable that that humanity invests all of its brilliance and resources into in, a light sword yeah, into weapons of, of combat when we could use it to like solve hunger. But um, that's because you and I and Chuck have all been attached to the Department of Defense and go. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah except the fact that y- yeah. you know for a fact we're not getting rid of delivery pizza. <laughs> no, like, it's p- p- pizza and Maybe Chinese food delivery place. are the perfect foods for delivery, and they will be they are they will be forever. We will take those to the stars. We're we're gonna gonna be out around Alpha Centauri. Here, here, here's the pizza ship. <laughs> yeah, I need a, I need an order of egg rolls, some pork fried rice, and some lo mein. All right, that's uh, your eight. You're eight light years away. We'll be here in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's only the military that can deliver it. That's, yeah. that's uh, and, it, and it'll be created by the lowest bidder if it's delivered by the military. Yeah. And in can form. Ooh, Chinese food spam. Pizza spam. Well, the, the alien. <laughs> that's probably a thing. When we first figured out how to split the atom, and then there's this rash of UFO sightings because you know it's oh shit, the monkey split the atom. Let's go check on this. Oh no, they're just like using it to kill each other. Never mind, <laughs> nothing to see here. And then they were gone. They're literally just lighting each other on fire. That's creepy. I don't think there's anything for us here. Well, I mean, it's it's like what we. You know, if we we have people surveilling like the the apes in in untouched parts of the world, and if we saw a fire start out in the middle of the jungle, we'd be flying the helicopter over to see what the hell did the, did the monkeys figure out how to make fire. And then you're I like, would, oh no, they're just with an accident, lightning struck, and now they're beating each other with flaming sticks. Right, so nothing to see here. Setting each other on fire. So <laughs> it's it's kind of that perspective. We'll come back in a couple centuries when they figured out what they actually found. And they actually pose, you know, some kind of risk to us. Uh, it's that's all that's been my working theory about UFOs forever. Although did you guys see the um there was that retired Israeli space agency yeah. dude that went on his whole rant about the uh the aliens and the Galactic Federation and Trump wanted to tell everybody, but they that was where he lost credibility for me was when I was reading and he said Trump wanted to tell everyone and then he was talked out of it. I was like, yeah, nope, this guy's full of shit. <laughs> That's funny because the article I read about that didn't even mention Trump. Apparently that was part of his thing was uh, that yeah, so Trump was convinced I, not no, to let the world I, know. No, the article I read made it sound like this guy watched a lot of Star Trek and then did a yes. lot of drugs while doing it. Yeah. Which retired Israeli space agency guy, that, that narrative fits. We were just talking about astronomers <laughs> and their extracurricular habits. So, yeah. it, it strikes me as like David Icke with like a moment of lucidity wrote down a note, and that's what you got. I have no idea what that means, John. Uh, don't ask. Ike, Ike is... I'm not going to. Yeah, no, he's like Alex Jones and... And oh, I, those so, guys. So one of those is a tool, but Shobelin, I find because I had not I I, only, I know this guy because of your guys' constant comments of, 
Harlins. It, it is. It is. This We're is. All fans of the, he, Showboying is funny the same way watching a bear eat a clown is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, it's kind of sad. In every but way imaginable. Really, it's kind of right. sad. But that's really funny. Yeah, well, you're you're right because when you when the camera pans and you see there's actually a crowd of people there, like with rapt attention to <laughs> walls, you you like yeah, that's the blood and guts. It's depressing but also amusing to me for some reason. Bloody circuses. Yeah, it just I, I'm pretty sure half the hits on his YouTube feeds are are from me on various devices. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I feel like I, I've just lost control of, of my life work situation, you just turn on one of the Schnobeline tracks and things come back into focus. There is no amount of alcohol that I could drink to make what he says coherent. I mean, I know, I mean, I know he says words in a sentence type structure, but yeah, that's like that's like asking Richard, uh, you know, if I take enough of you in, will you make me travel at light speed? Yes. <laughs> Function that way. Yeah. Sort of. Well, yeah, you'll you think out. you are? Are you concerned about the sensation or the the? Right. the like, <laughs> your brain is like, yeah, you'll as far as you know, yeah. Oh yeah, hey, no, the, your brain's well, like, yeah. you know, blender. Hang on. Yeah, hold on to the ground, otherwise you're gonna fly off the earth. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, you're just like drunk with one hand on the ground spinning in circles <laughs> Bruce you you say this like you uh are above that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bruce has been around after Lodge not. I know what I've seen <laughs> I'm, Bruce. I'm Bruce I deliver milk no, 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 no. Bruce is going to go enjoy his buttermilk now. Uh, yeah. How, how old are most of your buttermilk recipients, Bruce? Um, I, don't, I mean, average age, I guess. What, uh, what do you mean? I don't know. I, just, uh, I was circling back a, to a joke a, a story from earlier in the show. Neighborhood. Yeah. That's all. That's what we do towards the end, Bruce. We, we, we tie it back together. That's what you told us to do. Yeah, and I said buttermilk was disgusting. <laughs> not wrong. You forgot that part. It's good for pancakes. After that, full stop. Exactly. Well, we've uh, we used to fried chicken our, batter. We made our fish batter with mm, buttermilk. Yeah. I can see. I, it. I I do beer batter for fish. It's buttermilk and cornmeal, but you wouldn't dare drink. I don't I, mind I of it. I wouldn't eat the batter either. Not not since uh, <laughs> not since I saw up. what happens when we pour it out and it dries into this harder than concrete consistency and, and you can throw it against the side of the brick building and it doesn't crumble and then you're like oh, we're feeding this to people dude the McRib is a thing right now pork is cheap is it a thing again or was it yeah it's, it's back oh it's it's oh, okay. there right now I've got uh this this whole trend on my my Twitter feed for some reason that's been going on since March about bringing back the the triple decker taco from Taco Bell, uh. and it's unbelievable how many people are committed every day to making some kind of quip about how they wish they had a triple decker taco. <laughs> and, and and I'm not talking this, like one guy. There's this like is why I'm not on Twitter. Here. This is why I'm not on Twitter. 
This is why I'm not on Twitter. Um, what the masses do with their time, Harlan? See that? I see that. Look, but look, I mean, Harlan is as low as I have been in points of my life. I can say that at no point in my life would it be significantly improved by the consumption of Taco Bell. I enjoy Taco Bell. Actually. It's great. Okay, hold food. on, hold on. But, Nobody but, ever rationalizes that thought in their head, but everybody still goes to Taco Bell, no. Chuck. Yeah, I, mean, I just said so. I, I go there, but it doesn't. It, it's not like improving my life quality. Nobody's ever like, I want to go there. It depends on the state of your mind at the time. Like you, you roll through the Taco Bell at two in the morning, and there's. No, it's not expected. You Taco Bell at two in the morning. Your state of mind is it's this or White Castle. Yeah, and there's where you're feeling because I can't get out of my car to go into the Waffle House. Right? Hey, wait. Mm. Didn't we do that? Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> I think it was by two in the morning, but yeah, no, it, was. it was like what a week before COVID. Yeah, and it was, I don't know. Yeah. By the way, how are Waffle Houses twenty four hours? Right? I don't think anyone's ever been in one earlier than one a.m. Um, I have. Uh, uh, old people. God damn it! <laughs> to be fair, Kurt Brandon, I'll be there. So we, we we don't have Waffle. I mean, I've been to a Waffle House, but we don't have them up here. The best we guys are, is are like you know non co times are Denny's. Twenty. There is not. There is nothing like seeing people. Roll into a Denny's at like three in the morning. There's an alternative. I'll have six, I'll have six grand slams. I've always wondered. I, I, I'm not entirely certain if it's local or not, though. I've only ever seen them here in uh, our part of Western Pennsylvania. So Wa- Waffle Houses are solely below the Mason Dixon line. I, I, no. Yes, which happens to be the northern border of Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. And, and yes, I've been in a Waffle House. At a time other than like three o'clock in the morning, but admittedly, I got there well before three o'clock in the morning. I was still there when the sun came up, and I looked about as good as you would expect. I've done. Did that. you did you oh, sleep please. in the booth? It's it's the greatest haven of, of huh? the 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 three a.m. drunkard. I just wish they had drive through. It's not a bad spot, but yeah, you, you, that would be it's, it's better than White Castle or Taco Bell. They've got the shifts figured out because about the time the the drunks finally stumble out is about the time the old people are coming in for breakfast. At so four a.m. Five a.m. Four a.m. Yeah, that's um, uh, I, I don't know what the significance of that is. It just it's a it's a thing everywhere. Is the old people pile into the pancake places at four in the morning? Well, that's why that's why old country buffet has dinner at like four p.m. Because when they're up at 4 a.m. Oh, the trough. <laughs> yeah, there's a... Uh, oh, well, there was a radio skit with the with the old dude who was... He was trying to tell his self-navigating car to... Quick, I'm going to be late to dinner. And the car was like, but it's only 1 o'clock. Like, oh, you better hurry then! <laughs> oh, OCB, the old trough. Uh, I got to... Can I get there? Uh, yeah, but we've got a, uh, a lodge at our Masonic villages before it, you know, fell apart and was taken over and a whole other thing. <laughs> um, they their their pull was like they they served dinner at like four thirty because the lodge met at five thirty. 
on yeah, the Yeah, I, I don't know when uh, our Masonic Village does their, um, when our Masonic Old Folks Home does their meals, because I've never eaten there. So, all I know is their lodge room is, like, tiny, 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 tiny. Hmm. Uh, ours, ours doesn't have a lodge room, but it's that lodge room is is the nicest lodge room I, I've seen in, in most places. It's oh, it's beautiful. It's also, Don't get me wrong, but it's yeah. it's. Um, I, I I attended a lecture there one night. Like, oh, we're gonna have this lecture here, and we're, we're walking. We're like, well, hopefully, we weren't expecting a lot of people. We we've got a. Lodge. If you ever grass up here, I'll bring you to the uh, the Ames Memorial Lodge Room at the Grand Lodge Building. Is it like a closet? No, it's, oh. it's smaller, but if you want to talk about fine lodge rooms. Is yeah. this Ames as in like the Garden Rakes? A-M-E-S? Yeah. Yeah, like first Grand Master of the state of Minnesota. <laughs> so probably the Garden Rake. Who is... Probably related to the uh, the H and S hardware guy who yeah. he probably did and make that line of garden rakes. Yeah, see, apparently that doesn't get past like Ohio or Illinois because I've never. I can of... I can buy those here. Yeah, we've I'm, got. A, I'm quite a ways past Minnesota. We got a lodge out in the mountains, a place that like inspired H.P. Lovecraft to write really disturbing stories. Just have you met? Have you met the Stepford wives? Yeah. 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 They're oh, they're a thing, by the way. <laughs> That's a thing, really, like properly a thing. Not like from the movie, but like people who act like that. Oh yeah, no, we have them here. I mean, that... oh, that makes me so much happier that hell's out there too. <laughs> yeah. No, you're you're fine. Oh. We call it the bubble. Hmm. I name the cities, but I really don't want to piss that many people off that are that close to me. <laughs> hey, aren't you still on fire, technically? Uh, He's not. We, are not. we are not on fire, and all our bridges are upright right now. No, no, John's not on fire. He's flaming. There's a difference. See the dress. Uh, yeah, well, you know. I like I, and, the, hey, it, we don't keep hey, shaving this podcast. Uh, God, you know, I'm not right. proud of that joke. I mean, I still made it, and it's still funny, but yeah, I'm not proud of that one. I, I do appreciate a curtsy over a bow. I would like to point out easier on the lower back, but yeah, it's it's kind yeah. of much. I don't like bowing. I kind of get the last time I bowed, I actually got stuck. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I can't get my back. Wait a minute, you are a Catholic. Help! No, I'll f- you. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Uh, you set yourself up for this. Uh, you knew what you were getting into. This isn't your first rodeo. I know. I, I actually felt bad for Barry last week because I don't think he had any clue what he was getting into. Like, no, I don't either. Thanks for giving him the heads up, John. I tried to follow him. I'm like, listen, and like literally, we're we're messaging back and forth about an hour before the show. I'm like, just so you know, we're like, I, I literally told him we're like the fart joke podcast of the Masonic world. It's we're. Well, you could see the the hope in his eyes when when James showed up, and then how quickly it was destroyed. <laughs> because James, because James, I mean, he's not as blunt as John and I are, but you are. But he can 
I mean, he can absolutely like just work your balls like a speed bag. Oh my god, you get him! You get him like two, like the two drink minimum in him. He is merciless. I yeah, know. I, I can him. bar at grand your at grand sessions. So yeah, yeah. No, he. No, I <laughs> I had to I had to put my my pillbox hat on and like hold myself and cry for like half an hour after we hung up. Well, the thing is, I we keep we keep teeing up all these great York right guests, and you're over there scratching your balls. To be fair, I'm still going to chase down the one we talked about like a month ago. Sorry, we'll we'll, we'll get Art on here one day. We we got to produce enough enough semi straight lace content to wash out the old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Open one hand. How long until they forget? Uh, these are we're we're talking Supreme Council people. They're they, they don't forget. New There's an institutional today. memory there. Let's start it all. Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean even even my guys would be like, oh, this is great. They'd watch all these episodes. One, that's funny. Two, the f- is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, no, Bruce. Well. We'll just start uh, a new like side podcast, like when like Garth Brooks tried to release the rock album under whatever that. That was yeah. awful. So be sure to join us next week for the uh, Before Lodge Dinner podcast, um, and <laughs> we will. I hope we'll you're be my note. you, Harlan. It'll be the oh. Masonic Ovular Bench podcast, <laughs> where we will be discussing whether. Uh, I, I I don't know what we would actually talk about. What it's like what uh what what grand uh person from the 3D world can we bring on here and absolutely horrify <laughs> that he's in the craft of people like us? Only this show. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like there's another show or two that gets that reaction the other way, where it's like, uh, is that the one that's is that the one that's selling the loot boxes? <laughs> Keep up the good work. I'm glad you're here. Gonna just go. I, I will tell you, there's that now. one. There's <laughs> that one. There's that one podcast that is is it's not the loot boxes, but this podcast sells all this shit for this podcast to support it. And every time I see a guy come into lodge wearing one of them pins and them ties. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. He's gonna go through the York right, the Scottish right, within a year, get his, do all this stuff, and then two years in the NPD. Fantastic! Can't well, wait to waste my like, hey, time on you. But you got two years of dues out of him. The solution there is just to jack the dues. Harlan, when I came, if, to- if we're lucky, we get the dues, and you know that's right. Yeah, Harlan, I'm pretty sure when I came down to visit you guys, there was a guy that was visiting from neighboring lodge that had the cufflinks on from said park. Yep, yeah, he did. Wait, you had those? You had those cufflinks on, John? No, I, I would see no. an umbrella up my ass. <laughs> it, it's gotten to the point like I can't even I, listen. Chainsaw. I'd rather pass a bowling. That was bowl. a weird coincidence. I can't even listen to those podcasts anymore. Like I literally, I, I would listen to them. I'm like, God, these are god awful. It's either like I listen like, to podcasts occasionally. I like most of the guys, except for one. Nuts. I, I can't remember most of the night with the cufflinks on the account of I hadn't slept in three days and I kept yeah, dude, you were walking dead level and like <laughs> by the way thanks for getting it fired up for when I'm coming into town I show up and you're a walking value 
It's my son's fault. I, I, it was bad enough. I had to have my brother drive me home because I, I couldn't. Yeah, that freaking. Yeah, I mean, you, you fell asleep during. The I, I did. Somebody <laughs> took a picture of me in the in my chair at my desk, like in the middle of the degree, and I was nodding off. So uh, honestly, last- John, maybe it's a bad idea to have you down on the biggest weekend of our year. Maybe we should do it literally any other weekend. That is true, but I will I, I will support Harlan. I will say he is the second most successful Jewish carpenter I've ever heard of. Hmm. <laughs> Hold on, because the other one you're thinking of isn't remembered for his carpentry skills. Relevant. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I don't last... remember you for your attorney skills, so I just uh, that's, that's... Put in bed. That's I mean, the, the 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 last time we did an EA before the in the in the in the long, long ago in the before times, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we have an old magic lantern for the, with the slides for the second and third for the EA. And I'm, I'm doing the lecture and I went into my, my dad, Tony Rexman voice and the secretary let on a big old snort snore during the lecture and woke himself up. <laughs> Cause I was like, Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm going through the meet. I guess I get. I went into my daddy voice, and I put you to sleep. I gotta be honest. Is is little sleep as I know Harlan gets. I've, I've I don't think I've ever seen him not off in lodge. I think he just drinks an inhuman well, amount of coffee to counteract I potential. Do, sleep. And I, I catch like snaps at least that that particular weekend was just. It was a 72-hour nonstop sprint of because you know the boy the boy had to have had to have his birthday gift and I'm sometimes overly committed. It's a you guys do it too. It's a dad thing. Yeah, damn it. (laughs) End result was it's ultimately not important. Like he could have lived another day before that bed was set up, and he wouldn't remember. But there's something in dad brain where it's like, no, this this must be done. Mm-hmm. But that, I, that bed you built could survive a direct airstrike. That thing is bloody right. amazing. And for people that haven't heard or seen about it, it's a giant bulldozer. Well, not a giant, but it's a bulldozer bed for a toddler. I mean, it's, it's the most articulately built wooden object I think I've ever seen in my life. When you factor the size of the child going in it, yeah, that's that was a, that's a giant bed. Like I expected, like the or, sorry, I expected Harlan's kid to jump in there. Sorry, Harlan. Uh, and like that amount of extra weight to like send the bed through the floor. <laughs> Two stories because it it's, it's not small. Well, what you don't know, John, is Harlan installed like all these steel beams underneath the bed, uh, his son's bedroom, to put the bed in. <laughs> He's got an I beam in the living room, just right in the middle, just propping the. And this would be great when his daughter goes. Daddy, I want a carousel bed. Well, so that's that happened in May, but Not we were all in quarantine, so no one uh we weren't having lodge, so no one got to see my sleepless state there. Although one of my uh one of my colleagues got to see me high out of my mind after painting her bed, um, because I did it <laughs> in my basement. And good job, Harlan. You know well, brain cells. It was raining and I needed same story as the boys' bed. I needed to get it done. And so I thought I'll just make a Dexter style kill room in my basement. So I did. And I got the paint sprayer out and I was at it all night. And then I had a 9 a.m. meeting 
and I'm stumbling like half asleep to my computer. I turn on Zoom, and it took about three minutes for this guy to realize I was high as. F- <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, let's just reschedule this for like this evening. You should stay off the internet. You need to go back to bed." So, so Harlan, he's you- telling me to stay off the internet. Do lawyers not get sick days? No, no. Work, when you work for a company? Well, I mean, so you can reschedule stuff, but it's not you like schedule your sick days. It's not like the work ever goes mm-hmm. away. Like you, it's got to get done. So if you need a day off, that's fine. But you're gonna make that up for the rest of the Next week. Day. Like it's yeah, you'll pay yeah. for it. <laughs> there, there's no like I'm taking this day off and then I'm I'm gonna do eight Somebody to five the rest of the week. You're talking to a researcher. I just yeah. <laughs> my work's never. My work is done when I die. Yeah, <laughs> I also don't have deadlines. So I, I most certainly do have deadlines. You work for the government. There's no. I do not work for the government. They, I, it's not the government. You work yeah, for George. Yes. Government contractors. I've I've never seen a government contract <laughs> that knew what a deadline was. Oh no. That's the accordion game if you're the government contractor. Because all sorts of fishy, like spongy action. Oh, we'll get this done <coughs> sometime. Now, for us, it's at least uh, there, as long as things are delivered on the day that they get delivered by, then they don't care because of what we may we do. They they care a lot about that delivery quality. Yeah. Delivery date? Yes. No, they care about the quality. Well, we don't get the... Well, I mean, our, our quality is kind of tied into making it function. I worked in a much different sector of government contracting than you might right now. Yeah. So, I was like, I'm not familiar with this type of contracting you're describing. Yeah, I don't. I am literally a government contractor and a deliverer. Yeah, uh, so Bruce knows all about, like, the milk gets there when it gets there. <laughs> Yeah, we aren't you a direct employee, Bruce? I mean, yeah. I yeah, okay. I, I, <laughs> technically it's a contract job though. So like I have a route. My job, I either deliver the whole route or I don't. I don't I can't work like half a day and then go home. I, I don't get paid for that whole day if that happens. Welcome to public service. That's well works. Yeah, yeah. Wait, my question no, most people whose jobs I know have can work a half a day and then go home sick. Well, that's leave Harlan out of this conversation. I have to use PTO. I mean, that's fair. There's a span of control of your job, but I mean, your check for the, the, the from thing is listed on there. I know what it says, and it was mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. It's not from Dick Blick's freaking. Contracting agency, OBO, Congress. No. No, it's not. But it's also not from any U.S. bank you've ever heard of. <laughs> Some random bank. In- yeah. Bank of Cyprus. <laughs> not from any wow. government bank. That's really each, odd, actually. Each, each craft within my job actually gets paid from a different place. Really? Yeah. That's good old government efficiency, though. Very, very different job. <clears throat> anyway, so whether you're delivering the milk 
cleaning cleaning the bottles or pulling the teats. Mm-hmm. Goes from different. Yeah. You, and if you're delivering the buttermilk, you get hazard pay. It's just all based around the contracts they have. Each craft has very different contracts, different unions. Makes sense. Still kind of blows my mind a little bit, but especially the offshore nature. But it's a very weird job. There's no other job that's like that job. I I've got to imagine. Anyway, well, I'm done picking on Bruce about that shit. No, you're not. Just maybe for now. No, I pick on you because I pick on attorneys. I've done it for a career for like twenty years. I pick on everyone. You're, yeah. Well, engineers, you guys are special. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You thought that was a compliment. I'm the son of an engineer and English major slash artist, so I. And engineer and English English teacher, yeah. Reading teacher, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a special hell. <laughs> Ooh, well, folks, right. I guess we're. Uh, I think we're running out of steam. Or at least I am. Well, no pants. If you want to drop an F bomb, now's the time. What? You said nothing. All right. Thanks for uh, listening to episode two nine. During the outro, Harlan, you have to start it over. You can't beep the middle of yourself. <laughs> oh, I just did. I just did. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. Not sure ever. Or Twitter at afterlodge. I'm doing the outro. And. Uh, Hang out with us. Hang out with me on IRC at irc.snoonet.org, pound sign Freemasonry. And uh, new, uh, as of today, uh, you can leave fun comments directly on the After Lodge website. No need to go to the subreddit that nobody's checked in eight months. And uh, be nice. I, I I have a feeling that we're gonna have to like take this down in very short order, but it's there for now. So by the uh, way, guys, I know I'm ugly. I don't need to hear it. Yeah. Until next week, brothers, uh, leave us some comments, tell your friends about us, and we will see you next week. Later. Later. Slodger.